Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. I'm joined as always by my colleague Paul. How are you today Paul? Uh, not too bad. Um, survived another week. Survived another and week? We're now into February, right? So We are, yes. We've only got another month to put out these uh, podcasts with not much to talk about. And then we can put out podcasts with not much to talk about that are longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this year's gonna be we made news resolutions. This year is gonna be different. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, yeah, it is indeed, it is indeed. And of course, just uh this is a kind of landmark episode, right? This is episode one hundred and fifty? Yep. If you exclude all the red buttons. Yep. If you include red buttons it's like hundred and eighty or ninety. Yeah, it's quite a lot, right? But um and we have a special announcement coming up for our 150th episode. Should we announce it on the podcast or on tour? And uh, just to just to announce also that given the recent um, environment, we're doing away with our podcast girls. So, is, is you, did you see they're get, get, getting rid of the grid girls in the F? I film? did. I did indeed. I did. Which so may explain why there's never been a female on the podcast. Kelly was on the podcast. My mum was on the podcast. <laughs> You know what, I forgot your mum was on the podcast, Chief. Okay, <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough, enough banter before we begin. But up to now, every time we move on to another section, we've had a girl parading around our podcast room with a, with a, a blackboard with it written on. So, yep. Kaylee Classic or Winners and Losers, but we're making them redundant. We are indeed. Uh, putting so them out of work. So they will no longer be parading around the 48 Shades Towers in their, in their bikinis with their, with their, uh, with their chalkboards. <laughs> There'll be somebody else instead. Anyway, back to you wearing green today, Paul. Is that why you chose uh, a rather interesting Irish ditty for the intro music? Um, that wasn't the, the thought process. I, the, the thought process I went through when I got dressed this morning. Okay, so we did in fact choose uh, something from that famous Irish band from Dundalk, The Cars. Yep. It was. It was for those of you who are not as old as me and Paul. It was Runaway. Also, we should explain that the cars were actually one guy and his three sisters. Yep, family band. Family band, which is which is it's not the same as some of those strange uh, movies like The Baldwin's and stuff like that, right? So, why did you choose Dundalk, uh, Dundalk band first of all? Uh, FC Seoul played a friendly against Dundalk recently, which they won five 0 which they uh, almost won five 0 <laughs> if you didn't count the fact they scored no goals and the dog scored one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they they lost yet again. Yep. This was their fifth friendly without a, a goal or something? Uh, fifth in a row without a goal. Fifth in a row without a goal, yeah. I think. Um, so I guess that makes you want to run away for b- before the season, right? Indeed. But there was better news after that because they played another friendly a couple of days ago. Okay. Against Orebro from, I think, Sweden. Okay. Or somewhere in Scandinavia. And in the 89th minute, Pak Young stepped up, scored a goal. Penalty spot? Uh, I think it was. I don't, I don't know. They didn't put any up to now on the on the uh, FC Seoul Facebook. They've been religiously putting up sort of match highlights and things like that. And like, who's going to watch a highlights of a one nil loss to Dundalk? I don't know, but uh, I've not seen anything. They may have put it up. But I've been quite busy this week. I didn't okay. see it anyway. Okay. So. Should be noted that uh, ex Diablo uh, Malke is a big Dundalk fan. Fan. He's actually from Dundalk. Yeah. Uh, the game was played in Murcia in Spain. Yeah. So and flew out. 
Yeah, he didn't know, but he was wearing his half Dundalk, half FC Soul top at home. He especially knitted it together just for the game. Okay. Um, also, uh, Dundalk have, in actual fact, uh, been taken over by an American conglomerate. Okay. Uh, who are pumping money into the Irish League, apparently. Well, not the Irish League, but Dundalk. Uh, so they have like some 55 year old uh, Hungarian guy who was playing for them up front. Who may or may not have scored the goal. Very Puskas. Uh, something like that, yeah. So, not a great pre-season of friendlies for FC Seoul, but I think that's kind of, that's the, the, the bad part of pre-season over for most Korean teams. I saw Dehan tweeting that, or Instagramming, or both, that pre-season was now, the, the kind of friendly part of pre-season was now over, and it was back to the gym, back to the training ground. You know that football fans have very short memories, right? So, mm. the day that Seoul beat Orebro 1-0... Uh, Suwon Bluewings lost 4-3 to Ansan so as far as I'm concerned we've had a brilliant pre-season they've had a terrible one Okay, we're, we're going to win the league well if there was only you and Suwon <laughs> Bluewings in the league I also saw uh, there's other teams just, just before we move on to other things I also saw Dayan um, tweeting that he'd been uh, wait, you, you were staring at me yeah. he'd been um, libeled defamed shall we say misrepresented yeah I can neither, call, neither confirm nor deny, although I took the photograph that, that, I, that I sent to you. Yeah. Um, it would turn out that a certain journalist, let's say, uh, if this was a video, you would see me making the, the inverted commas around the word journalist, uh, claimed that uh, the podcast that Dehan did with the Asian game was, was not correct because... Uh, the, what Dehan said wasn't accurate or something Dehan is now accused said journalist of spreading fake news about him using those exact words um, so I, I don't actually follow uh, the, the journalist I don't believe we follow, I follow him from either of my multiple Twitter accounts uh, so I don't really know what's happened since but I'm fairly certain uh, podcast avid listener Matty Bins will let me know pretty soon because he seems to be he seems to be one who keeps up to date and all uh, um, that guy generally seems to have an inside track on what's going on in the K-League so I don't think it's completely implausible. I, I guess the truth is somewhere in between, right? Yeah, I mean, depends on who. It depends on the side of the story that you're being spun, right? Um, for example, if that guy is speaking to FC So, FC So are going to want to spin it as being we offered a contract, yeah. and he said no. If you speak to the agents and the people who are representing Dehan, they're going to spin it as being I wasn't offered a contract at all, which is what Dehan himself has personally um, said. So, and, and in the middle, Kevin translators completely screwed up again. Yeah, basically, yeah. So in the middle of the translators, like uh, I don't know what I said. Um, so yeah, I guess we will probably never find the truth, but it's like an X file. The truth is out there somewhere, but um, whether we actually ever kind of find out what really happened, I mean, this probably happens a lot more than you actually. No, I mean, I'm sure it happens all over uh, kind of football everywhere, right? It's not just in Korea where this thing happens, but I guess because everyone is so fixed or fixated maybe on this transfer, it's, it's kind of like a big, a big deal, right? Anyway, enough talk about pre-season friendly. Okay. There was actually a, a proper match this last weekend, Korea versus Latvia. Well, it was a, it was a friendly as well, wasn't it? Friendly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, score was 1-0. You want to guess who scored? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chewbacca. 
the rookie himself. Yeah. Again, how many has he scored now? Scoring like five consecutive matches or something ridiculous like that. It's pretty ridiculous, right? Um, did you watch the game? I did, it was a very late kickoff. Someone from the podcast account did, <laughs> so I don't know who it was. It was a very late kickoff. I think it kicked off at 11.30 at night. Okay. And I missed the first 15 minutes because my TV was playing up okay. uh, and fell asleep straight after, so I don't really remember what I. Maybe, maybe you'd like to review what our, our tweets were. Um, well, apparently they finished 1 0, as you said. Yep. Uh, Korea with plenty of chances, but really liked the killer instinct. Yep. Uh, Hong Chow looked pretty lively. Oh, that's true. He, he came on with 15 minutes to go. Yeah. A lot of good running, taking on defenders and some good corners. Yeah. Um, then there's a whole bunch of stuff about some Birmingham player and Sheffield and Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, really, what well, that's going to be? We came to I have no idea. Um, at the same time, Wednesday we're getting humped <laughs> by Birmingham. Strangely enough, the reason why I didn't watch the the um, the Korea game was because Celtic lost one night with Kamarnock, <laughs> and I wasn't exactly in a mood for watching football after that. <laughs> um, so yeah, almost a disaster for for Latvia. You can hope. Uh, put it by the post. Um, I guess that was old Egan Hall and not young Egan Hall. Yep. Okay. Uh, EJ Sung looked at had a pretty decent game. Um, uh, and yeah, Kim Chinook put in my head 1 0. That was it, really. So the rookie, as you said, like four or five goals in a row or whatever it is, it's been. Fair play. Augers well for John Vick for the season. Except he's going to spend most of it sitting on the bench, isn't he? You would think so, yeah. I can't imagine the rookie's going to displace Thiago, Adriano, or the rookie, right? So do you take him to the World Cup if he, if he doesn't play that much in the in the first half of the season? <sighs> you keep asking the difficult questions, Paul. Um, it's one of those things that you, do you take him or not, right? If you don't take him... Who do you take instead? Who do you take instead? Uh, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're drawing nothing each against Sweden... With 10 minutes left, and you bring on a 6 foot 5 guy, he's uh, something to bring on, right? Would I necessarily start him in the World Cup? 100% no. Um, but would I take him to bring him on off the bench? Yeah, definitely. Well, there's still going to be like uh, maybe four or five more friendlies before the World Cup actually starts. So I guess he'll get a couple more opportunities to show what he's made of. Yep. Um, right, what else is there to talk about? Uh, this week sees the beginning, or next week, sorry, sees the beginning of the ACL group yep. stages. Yep. Um, obviously, we have the group stages in the East and the group stages in the West. Um, I guess the only one that really concerns us are obviously the Korean um, teams in the group stages. Uh, so we'll take you through the, those first, first uh, round games, yep. do our predictions for them. Yep. Um, so first up, uh, let's have a look out. So we have basically Ulsan. So Ulsan are in the group with Melbourne, Kawasaki, and Shanghai East Asia, uh, who could have been something else last year. <laughs> no idea what they were called last year. Is that SIPG or Shenya? Not Shenya. It must be SIPG. SIPG. Yeah. Okay. So first, the first round of games um, sees Ulsan travelling to Melbourne. Um, what do you think? Korean teams in Australia. Other than SESO, don't normally do that well, really, do they? Don't know the Seoul <laughs> particularly well. They haven't done that bad against Western City Wonders in their, in their travels. They won, they've drawn one. one well, I think they've won one, drawn one, lost one. Yeah, that's better than losing all three, right? And then beat Central Coast. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Melbourne, Ulsan, prediction? Um, 
Melbourne are in the middle of their season at the moment. Ulsan haven't I've not seen any particularly good results from them in the preseason, so I'm mm-hmm. going to stick uh, Melbourne to win two 0 uh, okay, I'm going to say 2 1. I'm going to say Ulsan will score. The other game is Kawasaki versus Shanghai. Um, don't know anything about those teams, but I'm going to say, given Yuraba last year, the Japanese teams are. It's the way that it generally works. If I remember right, is Gamba were brilliant. Next year, Japanese teams didn't care. Yuraba were fantastic, so I'm going to say Japanese teams will be terrible this year. Okay. So I'm going to say Shanghai will beat Kawasaki. Hulk to score a hat trick. Hulk to score a hat trick, yeah. And I'm, I still stick by the fact that I think Osan will be really struggling to get out of that group. Okay. I think we said that last week, yeah. Yep. Okay, next up we have John Book welcoming Kashiwa Wrestle to town. Uh, and we have Kichi, who hopefully will have time to speak to uh, Christy Hone next week, hopefully. Uh, he'll tell us a little bit more about Kichi. Uh, they are travelling to Tianjin. Okay. Uh, what do you think of that one? Kichi? I assume mm. they'll get hammered. Yeah, I could imagine they'll get hammered in all their away games, but probably maybe okay in their home games, right? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Uh, John Boot versus Kashiba, will you be going? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to check out the buses and times and see if it's possible. T- to get back, getting down there is easy enough, but getting back is, is, is always a big problem, right? Yeah. Because I have heard the, the rumour that there's a bus stop right outside the stadium, but having. Uh, Okay, the way I've only ever went there on the Songnam bus, so I don't actually know how that's true. The way it works is, I think the the long distance buses stop on match days, right? Especially, so they stop outside the stadium, not stop running. But no, they stop outside the one yeah. stadium. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I can check with Matt Bins. See, see if, if, if Matt knows. He'll not know. He doesn't go to matches. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but for, for me, John Bukashiba, I'm going to go for a 2 0 victory and Adriano and a Tiago goal. I'm going to go for a score draw. Score draw? Yep. Okay, sweet. Why? Um, just because I don't fancy John Book this year. I think they're going to be terrible. Too many changes, too many new, new cogs in the machine. Okay. There is a lot of new cogs in, in the machine. And Adriano is a destabilising influence. And moving on to the next two groups, we have Suwon Blue Wings uh, are in the group with Sydney, Kashima, and Shanghai. Uh, the first game is Suwon travelling to Sydney. Yep. Um, how are Sydney doing right now in the A League? Uh, they're running away with it last time I checked. Like okay. Miles and miles clear. Uh, that's going to be a tough one there for the Blue Wings, right? A tough start. Uh, I think they'll be lucky to get away with a point. Uh, okay. I expect them to get hammered, to be honest. Okay, sees big, big Matt German travelling home. Yep. I think you'll get a hero's welcome. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you give a, lot, a whole lot of a, I, of a care about that, Paul. I, I never know whether the... Because the, like, the players that come to the K-League from the A-League... They're mostly names I'm not familiar with, so I'm not sure if they're like heroes back home or not, if yeah. they're just unknown players who are... I mean, he's, he's just made the, the Australian uh, international team, so he, he's, a, he's a pretty big name now, I guess. So again, I, I, you know, I, I imagine they'll give a bit of a hero's welcome, unless he scores a hat-trick. Okay. The other game in that group sees Shanghai travel to Japan to play Kashima Antlers. Uh, home win, probably. I'm going to go with a draw in that one. Okay. So I'm going to go with a home win for Sydney and a draw in the other one. Okay. And I think a really bad start for the Blue Wings. Okay. In a group that's already really tough, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then the final group involving the Korean team is obviously Jeju's group. Yeah. Uh, Jeju are at home to Sarazo Osaka. Yep. And in another game, 
Buriram travel to China to play the high the the Galacticos of Asia, Guangzhou Evergrande. Yeah. Um you gotta imagine that's gonna be a home win for Guangzhou. Yeah, definitely. Cheju Soretso, I guess go for a score draw. Yeah, I'll give you in a score draw. I think. Uh, I think had we done a pre-run of this, I would probably have said Jeju home win. But uh, I think probably I, I think I can see a draw with this one. I think. So I've got a question for you. Um, big good friend of the podcast, uh, Tommy. He's a Sydney FC fan. Mm-hmm. He's been known to go to matches and boo Suwon. Will he be doing that this time around? Uh, I can find out for you. But I'm going to try and get on, I'm going to try and get him on the podcast after this game, so he can talk about like, what what it was like if he went and so on. Yeah, because he's now based in Melbourne, right? Yeah. So he may go along to the Melbourne All Sun. Yeah. So he's done a really poor job of predicting my questions. So my idea is to, is to get him on on the podcast after it. At some point after the first round, just kind of talk about those games, how we felt about about being back in a stadium. If you went with uh, Korean fans, yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're talking about Australian players. Last week we had a mystery player. Who we did. He'd been announced. He'd been moved to the K League, but wasn't sure where. Uh, yep. Now it's confirmed that, as we suspected, he's gone to Incheon. He has indeed, yeah. And they've also signed another foreigner. Yeah, they, they seem to sign two in really quick succession, right? Yeah. Um, the two in the last couple of days. Um, so yeah, the first guy, yeah, he he's coming in from. I'm going to say from Central Coast Mariners, right? Yeah. Um, and then the second guy, I don't really know. Again, I don't really know that much about other than um, that he seems to be. So the so the Australian guy, if you look at his FIFA 18 stats, first of all, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's supposed to be really quick. Apparently, uh, his pace is 91, which is kind of like pretty pretty good. With uh, a fantastic shooting score of 42, yeah. so he's obviously going to run at defences and then fall over his own feet. Yeah. Um, so that is Kwabena Apaya, uh, who has has come over, and the other signing um, is for, he's a Montenegrin. His name is Stefan Mugosa. Yeah. Which I don't think people know much, not that much about, but I think he's got 18 caps for the Montenegrin team. Um, so yeah, that would be yeah, an interesting, again, another kind of interesting move. And uh, Songnam also signed a player this week. We did indeed. We signed ex-Pohang midfielder Murala. As, he spent con- as confirmed first on his personal SNS. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, some guy was texting him and said, "How's things? Are you coming back to Korea?" And he went, "Yeah, for for Songnam." Uh, yeah, he's originally he's already changed his Facebook page to be his uh, Songnam shirt, and already done an interview with Brazilian media to explain why he moved to Songnam to fight to battle to get him back into the K League Classic or the K One as it's now known. Uh, talking about that league, there was a little bit of a shenanigans potentially with between Puchon and uh, the, the Chinese team in the Korean prefecture of China, Yanbian Funda. Yeah, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even know the background to this or what really happened. But it would seem that Puchon signed the player. Is that correct? Yeah. And then but they signed him like a couple of years ago out of out of school, right? So he he did he grew up in he grew up in Korea and then he moved to sort of that area of China and attended a like Harbin Sports Academy or something like that but he never signed any kind of professional terms with them and then he signed for Puchon and now the the the, the Chinese team are saying well actually he was our player yeah and you need to pay his money yeah so at the very least a development fee right that's what they're asking for right so 
I guess we'll have to see how that progresses. And, uh, but a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a strange one. Equally strange yeah. was the guy who signed for uh, the Busan team in the K3. Yeah, have already seen that. Uh, who is in loan from Guangzhou Evergrande? Yeah, on the 23. Yeah. So that's very odd. It's very odd. But good luck to him. Yeah, good luck to them. He didn't sign for Pusan, he signed for Pusan something. Uh, speaking of Pusan, just really quickly, speaking of Pusan, they launched an initiative this week uh, aimed directly, I guess, at foreign English teachers living in the Pusan area. So to give them a little bit of a, of a promotion here, uh, to say uh, if you want to go along and uh, uh, and be part of the international marketing team, uh, you'll get like a like a, an official badge that gets you into all the games. Uh, you'll get like official merchandise from the club, uh, and when you leave, you can officially put on your uh, resume that you were working in international marketing and data and analytics analytics for a football club, which could therefore benefit you in in the future. What do you think of that as an idea? Is that something that you would want to see FC sold in, in terms of getting foreigners? Because also, so is a huge amount of foreigners, right? It's uh, something I do do anyway as part of my job, because I, I, I get to organise the or co-organise the FC Soul Foreigners Day each mm-hmm. year. So to some degree, I'm kind of doing international marketing and. Uh, I'd like to say I get paid for it, but they're not being paid for it anyway, are they? Yeah, but would you want them to put it out there for like random, you know, English teachers or whatever, or, or foreigners and so we come along and kind of get involved in that sort of thing? Do you think it's something that that would benefit FC so and the K League in, in general? Uh, I think it's has potential, but you, you you run the risk that you get someone like Scotty Bluewings volunteering at FC Soul and deliberately trying to cock it all up. <laughs> I never thought about that, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, I really hope he applies. <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, um, I guess today, as always, we'll have our winners and losers of, of the week. But just before we get into that, we need to talk about a couple of kit releases, because I have a feeling that one or two of them may be involved in our winners and losers of the week. Okay, so first up, we had Ulsan, who yep. revealed their kit. I don't know if listeners will remember, a couple of years ago, we actually blogged about Ulsan, uh, the Ulsan kit at the time being more Suwon than Suwon. Yep. Uh, this year, they decided to move away from the more Suwon than Suwon and become more Inchon than Inchon. Uh, and more Argentina than Argentina. Yeah. So their away strip is the Argentina strip, and their home strip is the Inter Milan stroke Inchon United strip. Uh, and it's got Tiger features... Em- embroidered in it or embl- embossed on it? I uh, I, actually, I didn't look at it that closely. I just looked at them and went, oh, Argentina and then Milan. And a yellow collar, did I see? Oh, maybe. They put out a whole press release, like trying to um, extolling the virtues of the shirt. But yeah, I mean, what do you think about it, first of all? As you know, I'm only interested in FC Soul and w- waiting for them to release their kit, so. I'm still waiting on the Song Nam one coming out as well, so, uh, so I can complete the classic, the classic uh, blog post. It, it, didn't look, it didn't look too bad, I think. It looked, looked quite nice, so. Yeah, it looks okay, actually. It looked actually better than the second team that released their uh, kit this week, which was, in actual fact, Inchon yep. himself, who one day early re- released the press release. Um, so I don't know if you remember last year, Inchon launched their press kit in one of those like gay exchange promotion videos from the, the 1980s. <laughs> uh, it was like five guys sitting around in a, in a locker looking at each other. Yep. Um, so this year they decided 
to to launch one day early with the tagline of Inshon, the anchor of the K League, <laughs> which is kind of ironic because they're always at the bottom. Yeah, they're always on the bottom, <laughs> so dragging everything else down. Something tells me that's not quite what Inshon meant by the use of the term anchor. Um, it turned out that that was not the only marketing PR faux pas from, from the boys uh, when they re- released the kit which isn't actually bad looking uh, to be honest it's got stripes on the front and a, a Newcastle United style solid back hasn't it it's almost, yeah but it's kind of ok looking yep. um, but uh, their tagline under the, the kind of the, the sponsor or the, or the main name logo I don't know if it's actually a sponsor underneath it it says always Inchon but not always Inchon Always in turn. Which, if you think about when FC Soul play them, they literally do them always. I guess we always say that um, that when Korean companies release marketing slogans like they, they should get them reviewed by uh, an English language like uh, native speaker. Yeah. And I guess in this case they have, just not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> or they have, but it was a Soul fan who said, "Yeah, you do you always in turn." <laughs> So I'm assuming the men always in China, not always in China. I don't know, you could argue either way, but you're probably right. Yep. Also, uh, it would be amiss of us not to mention uh, KV United founder Ryan uh, and his utter pleasure at the launch of the John Am kit this week, which looked okay until they put a massive POSCO 50 years off yeah. right across the front, the front which just looks like the worst like, from like sponsor I've ever seen in my life. The way the 50's designed, it looks like a sort of 1980's graphic design for a pair of bollocks hanging there. <laughs> Can we say that on the podcast? <laughs> just did. Just did. Okay. Um, and I think finally, in terms of kits, we had Posco re- released, well, Posco, that Pohang even, released theirs, and they named it after, <laughs> sorry, I find this funny, they named it after parts that are famous, things that are famous for Pohang. So we had like, the cooler room, the melting pot, and then a yellow goalkeeping kit, which was like, I don't know, semi-dairy, like yellow surrender tanks or something. I should be said, I actually quite like the goalkeeping kit, and yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that I'd have to go to Pohang to actually buy one, I might actually buy one. But did you see the Inchon goalkeeping kits? I didn't know, I didn't see it. I but, you know, if you've been to FC Seoul, they were selling replica kits. Uh, I think our goalkeeper was kind of like a, a, a pale turquoise and a pink. Yeah. Well, that's what Inchon goalkeeping kits this year. So, Inchon or Chonnam. Anyway, one of the one of the teams that released a kit this week okay. is basically using that for their goalkeeping kit this year. The exact same. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's only so many designs you can do, right? And there's only so many brands now out there because I think didn't Adidas pull the plug in all K League? I think it was Adidas, yeah, right. So there's a lot of Hummels this year. There's, there's a lot of Hummels, yeah. But uh, yeah, if I can, if anyone can source me a Pohang goalkeeping top without me having to go to Pohang yep. to get one. Unless we draw, they draw song on any cup, then please let me know. I'll be happy to pay for it. But uh, as we said, our clubs haven't released their kits just yet. Not yet. So we probably shouldn't be too smug or too taking the mickey out of other teams because I'm still pretty smug. We don't, we don't know what kind of monstrosity we'll end up with. Well, I mean, you're probably something by the cock sportif. I mean, anyone who's n- that, uh, enough said. At least we have Umbro who have released pretty damn decent kits for the last couple of years, right? Yeah. 
Um, okay, at least the one thing that we do know is that Seoul won't be releasing a kit with a special collar this year. Uh, no need. No ECL. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that brings us on to the final part of tonight, which is our winners, winners and losers. You alluded that maybe your winner or loser might be uh, one of the kits that was re- released. So let's fire in straight away. Who is your loser of the week, pal? My loser of the week is... Um, Inchon for their miss, well, their, their miss slogan, shall we say? Their miss slogan, okay. My loser of the week uh, is going to be. I really want to say Inchon for that, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to say my, my loser of the week um, is going to be Kim Chinook. Okay. Because no matter how much he's trying, no matter how how much he's throwing everything at it, he's not going to get a start and line up when it comes to the World Cup. Okay. Unless Son Young Min suffers food poisoning from a bad Tottenham donut or something. <laughs> okay. And your winner? My winner of the week. Uh, my winner of the week has to be Song Nam. I think after a horrendous close season, we seem to sell everyone. Uh, I think to bring in a guy like Morala. Uh, and to have the best kit that's not been released so far uh, makes us the winner. Where's the money come from? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Okay. I have no idea. I'm, I, I know the budget things are still in, in negotiation, but yeah, I think I still. A, you bring a guy who's been a poor for the last couple of years to the song now is pretty big, I think. Okay. And we look at the last guy that we brought from from Pohang. He wasn't too bad, so. Okay, my winner of the week is, well, I want to say a good friend of the uh, podcast, Paul Neat. Okay. Because I thought he was playing for Latvia at the weekend. Uh, I turned on the TV and his face was staring at me from the, from the screen. I thought, what? It, it, it does help when you're like six balls of soldier in <laughs> that any, any way guy we appeared looks like Paul Neat. Did, did you see the photo? I did, I Do you think it looks like him or not? Fair play, I did. It's... it's yeah, it, it did actually look like him. The uh, the uh, the actual one on TV, like he's obviously showed, the photo was a couple of months old. I don't know when, but the, the, when I saw him on TV, it was much more similar. But I couldn't find a still yeah. of the guy from that. It did. So. I mean, I'll give you that one. It did look quite like him, because when you were first tweeting it, it was right in the middle of a whole bunch of Sef- uh, Sheffield Wednesday tweets, and I wasn't really sure what was going on there. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't actually use the podcast account when Celtic are losing. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> But I guess before we move on, big news. Uh, Mick, Mick, big Mick McCarthy may be heading to Barnsley. To Barnsley. So I heard. Apparently going back home, whatever that means. I assume he must be from there. I'm assuming so, yeah. So, not sure. I thought that's nothing to do with Keely, because it's just when we mentioned Sheffield Benz there, yeah. Who are playing Barnsley this weekend? Oh, away. There you go. There you go. That's a little bit of a, a marketing pr- promotion for you. If you put an extra 500 on the crowd this weekend, guys, please let us know. Uh, send a commission to 48shadesoffootball at gmail.com. Okay. So, the, this week's outro. It's been a tough one to choose. There are so many things we could talk about. But I think we've probably got to go with something to do with Inchon, right? Not, not one, but two marketing faux pas yep. in the space of two days it's got to be pretty pretty special yeah I'm feeling the petrol boys petrol boys something to do with anchoring <laughs> <laughs> you're always on my mind Mark you're always on my mind Paul you're always <laughs> <laughs>